Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of My Trends Are Small, I Know, But They're Not Yours, They Are Zite Owned, But They're Not Yours, They Are Zite Owned. Uh, TM, that's right. I We own these fucking <laughs> trends. Don't even try and talk about them uh, yourself because they are Zite Owned. Uh, that short show title is courtesy of super producer Brian Jeffries. Huge Jewel fan. I did not know this. <laughs> Was just saying before we started recording that uh, can't defend everything she does and says enough. Uh, just a big fan. No, mm-hmm. that's a joke. Uh, apparently, Jewel's in some hot water. It's not shocking. But we uh, anyways, I am Jack, and I'm thrilled to be joined by super producer Becca Ramos. Hello. What's up? Happy Friday. It is 50 degrees here in New York City. Go take a walk, or I hope that by the time this comes out, you have taken a walk outside while it was still sunny. It is so gorgeous. Please mm. get some vitamin D, bring back your, um, or get away from your seasonal depression like me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm so stoked. <laughs> so warm outside. New York on a day when it's warm and not supposed to be warm is the best New York because it's a, the garbage hasn't had a chance to start cooking yet. So it still smells good. Um, you know, cause well, I, I love, love smelling the garbage, you know, testing it out. Right. Yeah. Just give it a, Ooh, that has a nice oaky urine <laughs> finish. The worst is, I mean, the worst is garbage in the summer. That's obviously right. objectively the worst, but it does always gross me out when the dog owners take their dogs to pee in the snow and you just mm-hmm. see like yellow everywhere all the time. Right. Like you're walking and it's just like patches of yellow. Peeing your own home, dog owners. <laughs> New York is a lot of people uh, all living on top of each other, which is what makes it great and also what makes it stinky every once in a while. <laughs> but I do love New York. I think it's the best city in America. Uh, I don't know about the world because I haven't been to yeah, enough places, but Brooklyn's really a, a great place and I've been to it for three days in the past five years, but uh, <laughs> I do, I do love that place and LA, not too bad either, uh, but we give LA a lot of love uh, out <laughs> here. It's I think going to be like in the nineties this weekend. It's supposed to be wow. one of the hottest Super Bowls. <sighs> Of all time. I mean, that's alarming when it's like February anywhere in this country. But yeah, because at least it's like still cold in New York. It's just not eight degrees. But I mean, as recently as a few days ago, it was cold here, too. It was like in the 60s in the morning. So, yeah, let's start with the Super Bowl, which has come to L.A. And it's not really a thing that. I have noticed other than when we were down on Radio Row, uh, bringing the NFL America's number one NFL podcast. Yeah, it's because LA is a big city, I guess. You, you see the occasional blimp, but otherwise that's that's the only way that I've noticed it. Um, <laughs> the the Rams. So uh, <laughs> we were, I was like, is there anything we haven't talked about with the Super Bowl? And uh, Becca, you and uh, fellow super producer Brian were like, I don't think you've talked about who's playing. Actually playing. We've talked about the ads. We've talked, <laughs> talked about, about the where. Ads. We've talked we about Radio continue. Row. Yeah. But well, <laughs> apparently crypto ads are going to dominate. So look out for that. 
I mean, isn't um, the Staples Center like being renamed to like crypto.com or whatever? Didn't we talk about that? It has been yeah. renamed to crypto.com. And in fact, when I was walking up to Radio Row talking to uh, another producer who was on site, we were trying to figure out where we were coming. And I was like, oh, so we're like walking up to staples on 12th and he was like okay i don't know where staples is but i'm outside of crypto and i was like damn like, it just changed <laughs> come on how do you not come know? on doug <laughs> uh that super producer doug uh was just is is so all about the moment that he can't even <laughs> remember that it was staples center for Many. two decades uh <laughs> fairly recently but yeah crypto ads are going to dominate uh I don't know, man. I will <laughs> like, I watched that two and a half hour video explaining why crypto is just another capitalist market for the wealthy to get wealthier and the occasional lucky person to strike on like a get, get in on the ground floor every once in a while. But I still not really selling anything as far as I can tell. Like, I don't understand the value proposition and I don't know. Crypto, bros uh, i know y'all love explaining shit if there is a single video that you can just be like here this is the one where it explains why you're wrong about crypto hit me i'm i'm more than willing to watch i uh, not two and a half hours you, you you guys have 15 minutes to make your case then that's um, generous because that is generous. i would watch maybe a tiktok <laughs> right yeah <laughs> That is the amount of patience I personally have for crypto. Please do not come at me. I don't want your articles or videos. I mm. have enough men in my life that are trying to teach me and I am declining left and right. So yeah, um, I've accepted. It's not, but it me. is the Cincinnati Bengals versus the LA Rams. This is uh, the Super Bowl's happening in LA. That was chosen as a neutral site years ago. Just as last year, Tampa Bay was chosen as a neutral site for the Super Bowl. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers made it to the Super Bowl last year and won it on their home field. Uh, the LA Rams, again, had just a coincidence two years in a row that one of the teams will be playing on their home field. Unfortunately, LA has not fully bought into uh, the fact that they have an NFL team. <laughs> They're just like, oh, yeah, no, good for you guys. Oh, that's great. Yeah, Whereas Bengals fans, this is this is massive for, you know, people who are lifelong Bengals fans. So it does feel like it will be more like a home game for the Bengals than it will the Rams, which sucks for the Rams. They complain <laughs> about it every time. They're like, we have to go to the silent count on our home field because if we're playing a team that has a lot of you know, rabid fans who are willing to travel. Um, so anyways, I don't care who wins. Uh, <laughs> I will be watching. Will you be eating a good dip? I will be probably not because I'm kind of in charge of, I, I think we like, we usually just order Domino's and then sometimes and you know I'll get Domino's. some wings. Uh, but Domino's is like, I, I do feel like I need to order Domino's if I'm uh, doing anything food related for the Super Bowl. And that is the right choice. I mean, yeah. never can go wrong with Domino's. You know what? I think I am going to try a dip this this year because <laughs> the one time I got ambitious and decided I'm going to make my own buffalo sauce, my own buffalo wings, I uh, badly fucked up the buffalo wings. <laughs> and this year, a dip might be more my speed. A dip where you just like combine four different 
cream of Campbell's soup uh, into like <laughs> oh, no. some, some savory concoction and then put cheese over over the top or pour rouse over the top of some goat cheese as Daniel Van Kirk suggested on a recent episode of this show. I'm going to try something like that. <laughs> How about you, Becca? What, what are you going to do? You know, uh, I was going to make it um, because me and luckily my partner famously uh, does not also like football. So we were going to have our Valentine's date night, but we've been invited to a Super Bowl party. So I may show up in my extra self in my nice date night outfit with my heels on and go to a Super Bowl party like that. And they're just wow. going to accept me as I come. So yeah, there we'll you go. see. And you were saying that like this is Oscar night for the advertising Ad industry, industry. Mm-hmm. and they get that's that's cool. I mean that that's kind of the thing that I like the best about the Super Bowl is usually the ads. Um, not not a hugely uh, original observation <laughs> there, but that's well. Kind when of I the worked in advertising, thing. they would used to uh, showcase like all the ads like that Monday after work, like they would like have it on a TV screen and like have like the, I don't know if it was like a rerun of the Super Bowl or if it's just like a syndication of like all the ads put together that released during the Super Bowl, just like on all the TV. So you can just like appreciate all of the work that the industry put out there that day and give a big congratulations to all your friends and their different creative projects being like, we've been working on this all year and we got to work with. So, you know, right. Go, my friends. I know I probably have plenty of friends who are working on stuff. So, sorry, guys. All right. Um, Shout out to the advertising industry. (laughs) Woo! Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, All right. Uh, New York City uh, is lifting its mask and vaccine mandate. Uh, Yes. Despite the, the CDC's like, we're not there yet, but okay, you guys seem, you guys seem to be set on what you want to do, so... I guess case numbers are dropping across like the country, but you know, I still don't feel like period enough people are vaccinated. So to lift both the mask and the vax mandate to me is as a New Yorker, pretty frustrating. And it's basically up to the business individually, if they want to continue to have a mask or vax mandate. And then um, that is still required at like hospitals and state regulated healthcare facilities, which I'm like, if you recognize is important in the healthcare, then why is it not important everywhere? I digress. Uh, and then it's also still required in schools, but is being reassessed in March where I anticipate they're going to be lifting it, which is super frustrating. I think for teachers who we are not out of cold and flu season, I think that's going to be really tough on them especially after spring break when kids are pretty rowdy. So yeah, just stay safe out there. You know, I personally will be um, masked up and am vaccinated. So, you know, I feel good, but I just worry about many of the people who are a part of vulnerable communities that just, you know, they still need these mandates. It'd be one thing if you could just be like, all right, I'm going to wear a mask. Nobody's going to say shit. Like, it'll just be personal preference. But this seems to, like, this new movement. Like, first of all, we've known from the start, like, this is how this thing works. Like, the scientific description of how this was going to go was the hammer and the dance, right? Like, sometimes there was going to be a lockdown when things Mm -hmm. got bad. I'll get vaccinated, have to, like, be masked or, you know, even 
have to stay inside. And then as the numbers went down, we would like come out and be like, be able to drop some of these. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of anti-maskers be like, finally people realize the truth. The vaccine is bullshit. And it was our right to not be vac- vaccinated and like masks or face diapers. Like that seems to be like not not just those people now declaring victory, but I'm starting to see like Bill Simmons, for instance, one of the more mm-hmm. the Joe Rogan of the sports world was. Yeah. Uh, but like usually not that problematic was uh, on his show yesterday was like, yeah, follow the science. Good luck with that. And it was like, what? And I know where he got that opinion. Uh, He's not like the most intellectually original person in the world. And like, I know a person who he follows who was like saying the same shit, um, who is like a crypto millionaire gambler guy. And it's, this doesn't mean that the science was wrong. This means that this is a stage of dealing with a pandemic. And it seems like maybe they're being a little aggressive because America is full of so many babies that just don't want to do it. It feels like they might be taking the masks off and turning on the vaccine a little early, Yeah, Uh, but you know, remains to be seen. It just frustrates me more that when tourists come, they won't have these regulations, right? That's my fear. They're taking this down here in February. March is coming up. Spring break is coming up. People are going to travel. Not that like New York is the number one spring break destination, but it is it, you know, it has a big tourism population, period. So mm-hmm. that is more my worry than it is New Yorkers, that it is, you know, yeah. the people yeah. coming in that are like, oh my God, New York is no longer being super strict. It's like, I don't have to feel like, some type of way coming to New York now. I want to go do my fun tour stuff, but I'm not vaccinated. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we'll see. But yeah, it, the thing that is awful is your, your example of school is a really good one. It's a, the kids may be okay because this disease appears to not affect them uh, as much as older people, but they are very germy and great at spreading it to uh, teachers and that sucks um all right let's take a quick break we'll come back and talk about love is blind And we're back and uh, I think Russia's about to invade Ukraine or something. I think we're maybe at war by the time you hear this yeah. and Ugh. that's not good. But uh, what is good uh, is that, <laughs> no, I, yeah, I don't, I don't feel like I am the person to break down the situation uh, in Ukraine really yeah. personally. And I agree. I'm not. I uh, I'm also not the person to break down the situation. But yeah, I I've heard murmurings about, you know, things going on with Russia for a while. I don't feel super equipped to talk about it in depth, but you know, it is scary and that's kind of all I want to say is that we are heading into World War 3 probably and uh, you know, I'm not looking yeah. forward to it. Uh Miles will be back soon and uh, <laughs> is much smarter than me and I will ask him what he thinks about it. Um so Love is Blind. Let's talk Love is Blind. Yes. This is a reality show I had mostly forgot about but I did like once we started talking about it I was like, "Oh yeah, I watched like the first half of this season and I did get invested in the show." I I remember being like it's tough because the men are so bland. 
in men there. were so bland they were so below average right um so this is the show where you meet the person as a silhouette in in a weird booth where you just like kind of talk, talk to one another and then you fall in love with them without having seen them and then you get to see one another and we see how the couples work out and it i don't know there there were definitely some characters that were memorable there was for instance one woman who the moment she saw the guy she picked, she was like, oh, I chose... I chose wrong. I chose wrong. Jessica, she was Jessica. made the villain, but redeemed herself in the reunion, I think. Because I the guy who she picked had then, like, treated her badly, right? Like, he was then turned into a villain, kind of? Yeah, basically, he got pregnant with somebody i think either while they had tried again or just like immediately after the show like definitely mm. just there was like some schemy behavior of him kind of potentially dating multiple people at once and then getting you know somebody pregnant and then choosing them and having a family with them and you know congrats glad that they're happy and that they have a healthy child but was some messy dating. Right. Um, I loved the show when it came out, February 2020. It was right pre-pandemic. It was a perfect messy time. Um, I'm very excited for this season two. I have no idea who the cast is, but I loved the premise that it was just such a bizarre, like, yeah, we're going to do this experiment and not just like in a reality TV way um, experiment, but like they truly did this like two years ago. I don't know if that's the case for this season two, but like when season one came out in 2020, all of this had been filmed in 2018. And the goal was that by the reunion, these people have been together for like two years so they could actually test the experiment out if like dating somebody without ever seeing what they looked like and having to get to know them and you know, build off their personality, would it work? But of course, in the reality dating bubble, all of that dating happens in like three weeks and they get married in six weeks and then they have right. two years to Just see. Just like it is in real life. Yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> the I remember this seems um, like a different universe, but this wasn't this like one of Netflix's first reality shows? And so it felt like, oh, but the way Netflix, because their prestige, they did this like different than reality TV. They like waited two years and stuff, which I, I feel like since then we're no longer under any impression that Netflix is like prestige TV, right? No, especially not prestige reality TV. Like it definitely feels, you know, I mean, it looks crisper, I guess, than like The Bachelor, but it is in the same like raunchy, stupid vein. And I feel like they've built their own little like Netflix cinematic reality TV universe where like a lot of their reality TV shows overlap. Like the um, Too Hot to Handle came out similar timeline as Love is Blind. And a lot of that cast has overlapped with this cast. Or How did they overlap? Which... Like uh, one of the girls, um, oh my goodness, what is her name? She was very controversial on um, Too Hot to Handle. Mm -hmm. She then became very controversial to the cast of Love is Blind because she got in the way of Janina and uh, Damien's relationship, Francesca. Janina and Damien were the couple that I was most like, oh, she's very pretty and an interesting person. And I'm, why... 
with this guy. <laughs> like, yeah, he, Damien, he seemed he... very like bland. It was, it was, it just seemed. Also, I, he had I, such an ego. I'm like, you look like that, and you have that big right, of an ego. Like, take right. a step back, take a step back. But he started being like associated with Francesca from Do Out the Handle, who was wow. like her own very like. I don't know. She was like one of the stars. I feel like of that show, like one of the number one people that were like, Oh my God, is she problematic or do we love her? Um, and then it became this whole storyline between them, like this like love triangle that like Giannina, like Damien walked out of her on the wedding day, but then they were still trying two years later to date. And it's like, girl, get out of there. He is not worth the trouble. And then he started being seen with Francesca and it was like, then she popped up at the reunion and you're like, what is this crossover? Why is she here? Um, and then one of the other popular people from Too Hot to Handle was in um, The Circle. So like they're also building this world where they can recycle like their favorite reality TV stars that they've built and put them I mean, in other, you know, it's smart. Yeah. It's interesting. They figured it out pretty quickly. Yeah. Sounds like. Are, are Damien and Giannina like still they, together? Yeah. I don't think so because she kind of like after the reunion, the reunion got dropped in the summer, like this past summer, 2021. And then she started going viral on TikTok, probably because she was like the definition of like it girl TikTok, like very like aspirational, like get ready with me, beautiful, you know, living her best life. And it was very much like alluded that they had broken up. Um, it mm. says on this uh, Us Weekly article, that entertainment uh, television um, says that they officially split earlier the year. It's a lot to process uh, and it was a very long breakup. I've never been one to just not peel off the band-aid. So this was new. It was just that trust wasn't really there anymore. Um, and probably yeah, because he left you Francesca. at the altar. <laughs> yeah, also, yeah, many things. I'm like, he is not worth damn. it. Like never like was any of his drama worth. Like he was not hot enough. He was not. Right. interesting enough he was not like anything enough to be worth all the drama he put her through i was like girl no and then there was the like hot jock uh who played the acoustic barnett. guitar barnett right yeah and then you had barnett and amber they were like probably right. the problematic fave of most people because she was like so crazy and he was so like Whoa. Um, <laughs> and everyone loved him because he was like a very mediocre, like handsome white dude. Like just like right. you could find him anywhere. Yeah. But they make great reality TV, like because they were and, like the perfect yeah. reality TV couple. And that's who the woman who didn't like her pairing. That's who she was yes. immediately like. But like Barnett, on the other hand, it was yeah, like, Jessica Yo, was like is... Barnett, 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 and that's why her and Amber were like beefing. Even at the real, like at the reunion where Jessica got her redemption, because people were like very anti Jessica because of all that in the season. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But by the reunion, people were like, you know what? She like left the show. She went and moved on. She like lived her best life. She got a boyfriend, I think. And people were like happy for her. They're like, you know what? We villainized her, and we shouldn't have. And then Amber yeah. came in there being like. Uh, and it's like girl you married him and you've been married to him for like two years like she has right. a boyfriend now like she is not worried about you let it go yeah but i think everyone's favorite couple like the it couple from the show lauren and cam they are still together he was the only hot man on the show there were no lauren other ones and, cam. and um they were like family planning i think they were like they were doing the damn thing and they were uh trying to get pregnant uh last time we checked in on them. So, and they oh, celebrated yeah. three years of marriage, November, 2021. 
And they were cool. Like, yeah. He, yeah, they were the was, only one that it worked. He was like a unique person. Like, he seemed like a person and not a, uh, not just a reality TV yeah. cutout. Interesting. All right. Well, now I'm caught up and I'm ready for a season two of Love is Blind. I'm excited. I'm also ready uh, for these Disney 2022 wedding. Actually, you know what? We're going to we're gonna use that as a teaser. All right. <laughs> it's like, gang, uh, Monday's trending episode. You get to hear about uh, the latest wedding fashions being dropped by uh, Disney. <laughs> Disney's <laughs> uh, got wedding dresses. So... You can look forward to that. And that is going to do it for this week. Miles is back on Monday. Uh, Becca, such a pleasure having you. Where can people uh, find you and follow you? You can find me and follow me at Bex Ramos, B-E-C-C-S-R-A-M-O-S on all platforms. All right. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. Uh, that's going to do it for us this week. Back Monday, whole last episode of the show. Until then, be kind to each other. Be kind to yourselves. Get the vaccine. Wear a mask, I guess, if you want to. <laughs> uh, don't do nothing about white supremacy. And we'll talk to y'all on Monday. Bye. Bye. Bye.